What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Where Did All My Friends Go, a podcast about life in the music industry. I'm your host, Patrick Tarnowski, and with me always is Matt Reed, my buddy, my pal. Today, we got a special show. We've got Ian Roberts, also known as Tank the Tech, on the show. Ian, welcome to the show. Yo, thank you very much for having me. This is awesome. I like actually... Being able to sit and talk on a podcast and not having to edit it after. So this is awesome. Oh, I got that. I'll do all of that for you. <laughs> no, this this will be the one where I'm, I'm going to, you know, I want your opinion. I'm, I'm going to send it to you. You you edit it, send it to me. And I'll, we'll just see. No, that would be the it's, worst. Like, I, I legitimately love doing podcasts on my channel too. But after I get done with it, I'm like, oh, I got to sit and edit this thing. <laughs> oh yeah. See, I I don't know about you, but a lot of the times I'm sitting there, I'm like, uh, I just want to go like watch TV. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to do this interview. And then like we get there, and I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm having so much fun. Yeah. And you know, at the end, of, you're always like, man, I'm so glad I did that. It was a lot of fun. It was it was great. Uh, but there was it's always the lead up to it. It's just like I just want to do nothing now. Yeah. I, I want to lay down or something. I feel you. Right before this, I had just cooked dinner. Oh yeah. Uh, for my wife and my kid, and then I started playing Minecraft on my Switch, and I'm like, oh, building a huge wall to keep everybody on our server out because everybody keeps pulling my stuff. <laughs> and then I was nice. like, oh wait, I gotta stop building this wall and go do this now. <laughs> fair, fair. My uh, my son really loves Minecraft, and he's always tried to get me into it, and I just can't do it. I just didn't, yeah. never started. It I could never start. I. But I did get him into playing Gears of War. Yes. That's been fun. Yes. We're, uh, Mine- Minecraft for me is just like, I don't know anything about the game. Like, I watch other people play and like the crazy stuff they do. Mm-hmm. I'm super simple. I just, it, for me, it's kind of almost like a therapeutic kind of stress reliever thing. Yeah. Where it's like, I, I just sit and just build and have fun. And like, I play right. for like, you know, half hour, an hour a day, max. But, yeah. uh, my my daughter enjoys watching it now and i'm like oh maybe she can get into this as she gets older and we can play yeah. together so that'll be cool you know yeah right. that's awesome yeah he my my son like what he loves he doesn't play like the survival mode or anything either he just goes into and just create stuff but his mm-hmm. favorite thing is to create something as elaborate as possible and then blow it up <laughs> <laughs> that's like, awesome to spend a bunch of time building stuff check out this room dad come here check out i've made this room this is my bedroom this is where my dogs sleep uh and i'm gonna blow it up i mean <laughs> it's right. like it's like when i used to play like sim city back in the day and i'd make a huge city and get really elaborate and it's like yeah. all right natural disaster <laughs> like, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> i tried getting into that like jurassic park that was kind of like the they had i don't remember what it was called but it was like pretty new um, and it's like Sim City, but it's, you're building a Jurassic Park. Oh, interesting! It it was pretty cool. Like, but I, it was like one of those things where I started playing. I was like, this is really awesome, and then I completely forgot about it until like right now. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I mean, my my main game, like I I'm a pretty big gamer. Sure. But my main game for almost ten years now has been Destiny. Like, okay, every day, and that is just stressful sometimes so like <laughs> i have to have something on the side that's like not as stressful which is my minecraft fixation sure. nice yeah. i i love video games but i i've never i've never like 
been one that plays the same thing for for a really long time. I think the one that I've been playing the longest that I'm absolutely horrific at is Apex. I think it is so much fun to play, but man, if I kill somebody in the game, I'm jazzed. Yeah, stoked. It's a oh, great moment. <laughs> just, I mean, it like I could play like 15 games without killing somebody. <laughs> yeah, but I, I love that... it. It's so fun. Yeah, I played that game and Fortnite also. Okay, both before b- before both games started doing seasons. Sure. Okay. Once they started doing microtransactions and seasonal content and stuff, I started not necessarily because of that, but I started falling out of it and like. So I was playing Fortnite in like what 2018 or 19 or something sure, when it came yeah, out. Yeah. Might have been earlier than that. And then once they started doing the crazy uh, collaborations and stuff, like I think about a year ago, I tried playing it again and I booted it up and I was like, what is going on? I don't even know what's happening anymore. Like it's not the same game anymore. Right. I think I I remember when Fortnite like first came out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was like 2018, I think. And it was Fortnite and PUBG. Yeah, PUBG was first. Yeah, yeah, they were like the same game. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Color. What? Yeah. More colorful Fortnite is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Apex is just the first-person shooter version. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure PUBG is too, but I didn't play it a lot. I tried it, and I didn't like it. It felt clunky to me personally, but I do know there are a lot – I have a lot of friends that love that in terms of, um, you know, Battle Royale-style games. Okay. And then, of course, you know, Call of Duty's Warzone came out, and, and there tons of people do that too, but it's – I used to love that game format, and then out of nowhere one day, I was just like, I don't know. I got kind of bored with it, <laughs> but I don't know. Sure. I love, I love like, my my main video games that I like, I like old, like, Nintendo. That's my jam. Like, Yeah, that's what I grew up on. Love it. Oh, yeah, yeah fucking love it. I still have, like, all my old systems and stuff. Nice. I, my, I, my wish, <laughs> I wish I would have kept some of my old systems. I think I started holding on to my systems around the time I had a Nintendo 64. Okay. But I wish out of everything I had, actually wish I I would have held on to my Sega Genesis. I have one. I love it. It's so great. That was, that was one of my favorite eras of gaming when I was younger was Genesis. Yeah. That and the, I really, I really liked the master system as well. Yeah. Yep. Uh, It bonks revenge. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Sega was killing it around that time, man. It was it was great. And then one of my favorite things is like people don't remember this because it didn't last long. But you know, everything nowadays in the modern world is like streaming and on demand right. stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Netflix, Hulu, all that stuff. Sega had a thing, and I want to say it was around 94, 95 called the Sega Channel. I had it. Dude, yeah. It you had to awesome. have a cable, you had to have a cable mm-hmm. guy come to your house and hook it up to the cable. But it had an entire library of games that you could just play on demand. And yeah. looking back on it now, I was like, wow, that was awesome. really one of the first on-demand streaming mm-hmm. services. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. It was so awesome. I couldn't, I can't, like, to this day, I, like, can't believe my mom got that for me. <laughs> yeah, my dad got it for me for, like, my birthday one year. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, d- like the game I remember always playing on that was Comic Zone. Oh, dude. Such a good game. <laughs> It is such a good game. Dude, it was so good. Yeah. That it but that was one of the games that just never left. Yeah. And the funniest thing too is like we look at streaming services nowadays and it's like, you know, Netflix was like what like 9.99 or something and then they raised their price to like 14.99 and everybody's like this is 
Oh, I can't believe this. Dude, I'm pretty sure the Sega channel back then in the 90s was like $49 a month. Oh, yeah. It was for <laughs> sure really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And especially because it didn't like it changed every month. Like it mm-hmm. would like update, but not much. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like uh, the Nintendo Switch uh, like retro service they have where it's like every month they'll add a few more games, but it's nothing like crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're still going to have Comic Zone. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Never I can't left. believe you dropped that. I mean, that was one, like, <laughs> that one. And uh, K- Kid Chameleon was another yeah. Genesis game that I was all about back in the day. The And, and Vector Man. Vector Man was good. Shining Force. Mm. Yep. I'm, I, was, I was all about the role-playing games. Those were my jam. This, I did not expect to come into a music industry podcast just talk about gaming for like the first 10 minutes. This is awesome. We in start my... talking about uh, Matt sitting here is like, Matt um, is goddamn old video games again. All I'm thinking about is the stepbrothers scene. The did we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> I watch yeah, you yeah, yeah. like geek out. How long is your beard? My beard's yeah, just long right. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's funny. It's dude, like speaking of like guys with beards, do you ever get like if you're in public? And you're like, you just walk by some random guy that also has a large beard. Like, you'll usually get like the head nod or something. It's like, yes. It's like, nice beard, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> My favorite thing is this, uh, at if I go into public, you know, and uh, which I try to do as little as possible nowadays. Same. Uh, but <laughs> if I'm out almost, I don't know about you, but almost fucking every time, at least one person's like, yo, nice beard. Like yeah, oh, always. guy, girl, everybody, so they just like the long beards. One of my, Wild. one of my least favorite things about it's fine. I'm so glad you just said fuck because I, I swear horribly and I forgot oh. to ask you if we could oh, swear on here. Oh. Like, yeah. <laughs> I always click explicit no matter what. All right, cool. Um, my least favorite thing about, um, for some reason it was just country, but when I was working in the country music industry touring, yeah. buttloads of guests backstage every night and for some reason, it was always women when they got really drunk. They just walk up and just like get right in my face and start grabbing me like this. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? Stop. Like, stop. Like, don't. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Like, this would this would not be cool if it was the other way around. So don't do it to me. <laughs> like I had this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just go on this really weird tangent for a little bit there <laughs> for a second here. Cause <laughs> um so I used to like try to like me and my my old band, we used to make stupid YouTube videos. Like just it I mean, it was just like um like Tim and Eric type yes. shit. Just the just the dumbest. And for the longest time we had this video idea that we wanted to do called the called Beard Sucklers. And now <laughs> and, and it's it is basically about like People just obsessed, like women it, it obsessed with beards. And yeah. so like it was going to be like two people just at a restaurant. And you know how you always get shit in your beard. You oh, know, they'll, they'll have something in your beard and you'll be like, be like, hey, uh, you, you got something in your beard. And you're like, just wait. And you wait. And then somebody comes up and just sucks it out of your beard. <laughs> and they're just like, and the other person's like, what the fuck? What did, what's happened? It's like beard sucklers, man. dude i mean it's always funny too like even on tour like we'll be in catering and somebody will be like hey man you got something in your beard i'm like i know (laughs) like i don't even have to look i know there's something there 
I'm well aware. Oh, yeah, dude. Random <laughs> for some reason, like random, random goofy YouTube videos like that. I I just I have just such a soft spot for because we probably grew up in that era. What like right when like you know pre YouTube, you had like E bombs world and stuff yep. like that. And like I had a buddy from my hometown that had this video series. Might still be on YouTube. I gotta find it. It was called uh, I, th- I think it was called. He called it tub thumping and it had okay. nothing to do with that chumbawamba song or whatever sure but sure it's a good go name out, though he would yeah he would go out in public places and he would just kind of like kind of like pseudo twerk like not really twerk but kind of it was really funny <laughs> yeah. but they would always overlay uh without emotion by comba christ off of it <laughs> under over it nice <laughs> and he'd just be in public like Kind of just like going like this and like shaking his butt and people be walking by going, what's on? He just, he did a whole series on this. And I'm like, man, I just missed dumb stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we had, we had started making these videos called Jake rakes and it was just our buddy just raking places. Just <laughs> dude, like two, very short, but him just fucking raking, like raking in the friends. middle of the rain. Like, like, (laughs) stay with me here. When I tell you the title of this, it's going to sound bad, but I promise it's not. Uh, Two of my friends that I toured with that are very close friends of mine, they started a video series um, that was called, just hang with me here. Okay. It was called Jacking Off. Okay. But they dressed as lumberjacks and they would go out and just chop wood in forests and record (laughs) videos. But they had this big, long intro to it that was like, you know, jacking off with so-and-so and they're in like flannel cutoffs and they're just chopping wood and stuff. And you're like, oh, awesome. okay. I don't plan That's words again. <laughs> fucking genius. Yeah, yeah. Genius. Yeah. I support that. So I much. don't know if YouTube SEO would push that one that much though. Probably not. You you gotta build your own following for that one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so speaking of building a following though. We got actual questions for you. Yeah. You've amassed nearly 32 million views on your YouTube channel since creating. Yeah. Since creating (laughs) in June of 2020. First off, it's fucking amazing. Congrats. Thank you. You know, as well as 17.6 thousand followers on Twitch. What would you say is the most important thing when it comes to creating content for YouTube and and Twitch? Um. Man, there there are a lot of important things I think when it comes to content, but overall, in my personal opinion, it's personality. I, I really think that's it. I you know, I've had so many conversations with other YouTubers about uh, how they do content and stuff like that, and I really feel like people overthink it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And and I kind of have proof of that because when I put a lot of time and thought into a video. Um, like like good editing and I think about it before I record and stuff like that. The videos seem to do okay. Mm-hmm. But when I do a stupid video, it's just having fun and whatever, usually something that I pulled from Twitch. Those are the videos that do good because people want to be entertained. Yeah. And they want to have some laughs and they want a good time. And I think, you know, people being able to relate to the person and like the person that they're watching is a big part of it. And you know, I don't say that to like toot my own horn or anything, but, you know, I think it was Mr. Beast. I watched a, uh, an interview with once where he said to be successful in content creation. Uh, and I think he was specifically talking about Twitch, but sure. said, whatever you're doing, you either have to be the top 1% of people doing what you're doing. So if you're a gamer, you have to crush at the game you're playing for right. a musician. You got to be really good and entertaining. 
if you're not, you then have to have like the top 1% of entertaining personalities. And then the really good people have both. So me, I don't consider myself like a really good gamer or a Mm -hmm. really good musician. So when I stream, I mean, really the most important thing for me is being myself, uh, being honest, not trying to be like cool. Like I'm not trying to be somebody I'm not. Right. Like, I just want to be myself and have fun and have laughs with everybody. And that's, I think that is important for every content creator is like, because in, in the age we're in now, there's so many trends sure. and everybody sees what everybody else is doing. And everybody then tries to emulate that. And when you emulate or copy something, it doesn't come off as troll. So it's, I mean, you see that a lot in the like reaction space, which I first started in very hard. Mm-hmm. You see the same tropes in every video. You see the same reactions in every video and stuff like that. And I think that was one of the things that uh, contributed to the success of my channel was I I kind of made it unique in the sense that I brought my knowledge from touring in the music industry into those videos, which right. at the time nobody was really doing aside from you got like your vocal coach reacts to and your musician reacts to. But sure. like yeah. in my space, there was never a like – roadie or touring crew or anybody that was like talking about this stuff and now there's a few sure um and it was funny somebody sent me a link the other day and said oh look at this guy he's a roadie and he's doing this stuff too and i was like so i mean i'm i <laughs> i mean i basically just ripped off my ideas from other yeah. people and just made yeah. it my own so like and that's what the that's what the internet is it's you know people get inspired from other things but the really successful people make it their own. They're not just trying to copy something that worked for somebody else. They're trying to build on that and turn it right. into their own thing. So, absolutely, yeah, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, I I think everybody. Sorry, Matt. I was just gonna say I think everybody like like everybody is. There's one of everybody at this at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, like nobody is completely unique. No, I mean the video I released today on my on my channel was literally and this is this is lazy ass content i admit to it um we were on twitch the other day one of my favorite things right now no joke is watching like the gen z kids on the react channel checking out checking out music i love it like (laughs) and the newest one was them checking out 90s techno and edm music which is i mean in the late 90s dude there were some bangers out there oh absolutely Watching these kids like, discover all this music that it was like at our middle school dances and like roller rinks and stuff was so wild. But in that reaction, I even said, I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, before, uh, before anybody out there says it in the comments, I was like, oh, this guy's lazy. He's just reacting to other people reacting. I was like, yep, that's what <laughs> this is. <laughs> oh, that's good for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes nothing you come up with at the time is original, you know. And you know what though? You know, some people may call that lazy. I call that working smarter. <laughs> yeah, not harder. <laughs> yeah. You not know, hard. dude, and, and part of that, no joke, uh part of that is the is due to the um kind of the mental grind of doing content. Mm-hmm. There are some days where I know I need to do content just to keep up with stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just don't feel like it. Like right. there are days where I just don't, and everybody always gets on content creators and like, oh, it's so easy. You just sit in front of a camera and yeah, that's the easy part, but you guys don't see like the time it goes into 
editing and and making like you know plugging the tags into the video and all that stuff and there are just some days where just mentally it's not there and i just don't want to put the full effort into 100 percent energy on an original video so that's when i do stuff like that well right puts out funny content and it's easy and people don't understand that like also creating original content every single time is a shit ton of work like you have to come up with it Mm -hmm. (laughs) you have to create that content dude that's why i think i know he gets a hard time a lot because of some of the things he says but like finn mckenty like the punk rock nba oh yeah dude good dude i i i've gotten to know him really well and i also i great dude but like i watch his punk rock nba content and i'm like this is straight up journalism like this dude is putting so much time and effort into these videos and I don't think a lot of people like appreciate that. Like they don't mm-hmm. realize that what he's doing truly is like almost investigative journalism and very original. Like his, his punk yeah. rock NBA stuff is fantastic. No, I, I love Finn, but I've been following him for, for a while now. So mm-hmm. I think it's great. I, I tried to get him to keep come, come on the show, but he's a little busy right now. So dude, he has so, much, so much going stuff. on. And on top of that, he and his wife have a kid due, And yeah. I think, like he's three a, days. He's a busy fella. And dude, like my daughter's <laughs> two. Sure. And I remember, I still like remember the anxiety and the stress of trying to be stacked up in content, knowing that my wife was going to go into labor and like trying mm-hmm. to deal with all that. And then after the kid's born, trying to keep up with content, like, dude, he's yeah. about to hit one of the most stressful times of his life. Guaranteed. Dude, feel that. Uh, I yeah. got my, my kids 13 now. Okay. And 10. And it's like all it's just like trying to make sure that have time every single day because, you know, they they want to hang out, you know, Mm -hmm. got to be able to hang out. They got sports every fucking day. (laughs) They need rides everywhere. Yeah. Kids busy. Yeah. I mean, our daughter's two. She just turned two a couple months ago, and my wife and I kind of both work from home. I mean, I still go out on tour like sure. a couple times a year yeah. since she's been born, but you know, we're home for the most part, and that's actually really nice. That's, mm-hmm. that's something I'm very grateful for. That doing starting this YouTube over the pandemic has actually allowed me to be home and not not have to go back out on tour full time and seeing her grow. But it's like, you know, for me having a kid, I'll fully admit I'm a very selfish person in the sense of. I want to be able to do what I want to do when I want to. Yeah. And having the kid completely changes that. Like, Absolutely. and that's something I had to adjust to. So now it's like, if I really want to do something, but you know, it doesn't help that the kids are cute as hell too. It's like, <laughs> I have my brain focused on something I want to do. And then my daughter's just like, daddy and wants to be held. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. yeah. My, I, uh, my son just recently was like, I was trying to get work done and He's like, Dad, I really want to go play Pokemon Go with you. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, we have to. <laughs> we got to go play Pokemon Go. Of course. Of course we're going to go. Fuck whatever I'm doing. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> Where did the name Take the Tech? Uh, wow. Tank the Tech come from? Have you always been called Tank? So Tank popped up as a nickname. Um, it's funny because like so many people on tour have nicknames. And a lot of that, I think, is not because it's like a funny thing, but it's like, if you get on a larger tour, the chances that there are going to be multiple people of the same name. Right. You know, like I, one of my last tours I did, there was like four Daves on it. And every time you radio, you, you radioed 
Dave, four responses. So uh, Tank came up when I was touring with Walk Off the Earth, Canadian okay. band. Okay. Um, and it had nothing. A lot of people assume it has something to do with drinking, and it doesn't, um, <laughs> even though at the time it could have. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> the guitar player for Walk Off the Earth one day, I almost like ran over him because when, I, when I'm teching, I'm very folk. I'm a very work focused person and I'm very unaware of my surroundings. And I just steamroll people if they're near, if I, if I'm going to do something, I'll just turn full force. And I, one day I knocked him over and he's just like, and just out of nowhere, he was like, all right, tank. And he goes, I'm going to start calling you tank. And then it stuck and everybody in the tour started calling me that. And then it just kind of became a thing. Like they started telling their friends that that's what they're calling me. And then like online on my Instagram, they would respond and call me tank. And then everybody else caught on. So at one point, like a couple of years later, I just changed my social media to uh, tank the tech. Like a lot of people think I came up with that for YouTube, but the real thing is like my Instagram and Twitter handles and stuff have been tank the tech since like 2015. <laughs> like, so yeah, it was just a, a work thing. It's and just tank the tech just like kind of rings, you know, cause I'm a tech and. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> sure. That's yeah. a great name. <laughs> I mean, like nicknames are so like just great like that though i mean i have i have friends that like if if they're called their real first name it's just fucking weird yeah like uh like i'm not gonna lie and i i'm fine with it because my name is not a secret but when you introduced me with my full name at the start of this i i don't hear that much on (laughs) uh online like in in everyday life like i don't introduce myself to people as tank like ever it's kind of weird um when i'm on tour that's one thing but when i'm like you know my like none of my none of my neighbors around me call me tank (laughs) actually i'll take that back one of them does because he actually this is wild um i'll try and keep this super short because like we're all over the place my wife my wife and i have lived in nashville for like 12 years Mm -hmm. and about nine months ago we decided to get out of the city and move to the suburbs and uh, I was at the grocery store one day and some guy that was working at the grocery store came up to me and he goes, Hey man, I, I don't mean to bother you, but he goes, there's this guy on YouTube that you look exactly like. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's, it's me. And he goes, dude, you're tank. And he got like real excited. And he goes, we, we just started chit chatting. And I told him I just moved to the area and he goes like, what, what area of town are you in? And I was just like, Oh, we're off this exit. And he's like, Oh, so am I. He's like, you know what neighborhood you're in? And I was, it was kind of getting a little weird. So I was just like, oh, I can't remember the name of it. I was, he's like, why well, I, I live up there and we just had people move in across the street from us. And I've been trying to figure out who it is. And I was like, what crossroads do you live on? And he told me, I was like, yeah, you are absolutely my neighbor. So that guy had been watching my channel for like two years before I even moved here. That's awesome. And now we're actually really good friends and he's awesome. Like we hang out all the time, but he definitely calls me tank because he's been used to that, but nobody <laughs> else, like nobody else does. Right. Yeah. Don't be like, nope, tanks tanking the garbage out again. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and the, the one time on tour, I was like, I'm going to start owning this. Like I'm going to introduce myself as tank. So when we're meeting the local crew at a show we were doing at some arena there, I was like, Hey man, I'm tank. And this guy's like, you say your name is taint. And I was like, <laughs> all right, we're not, we're not doing this anymore. 
I meant Ian. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah taint. What? what <laughs> I should have. What about I should have just gotten. Yeah, I should have just gotten real serious. And be like, yeah, I fucking said taint, and he'd be like, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it means uh, it means hopeful. Actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my yeah. parents named and, that me that. What? What do you got? Yeah. I've actually had people on on YouTube like Europeans usually because I have a big European following on on my channels and uh, sure. I've actually had people ask me. They're like, "Is Tank a common name in the U.S.?" And I was like, "It's not a real name." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, fair, you know. You know. I mean, yeah, we got kids know. named Apple nowadays. You know. Yeah. You never yeah. know. You you never know anymore <laughs> yeah so you know talking as a you uh, that you were a guitar tech and stuff you you've been a merch person guitar tech tour manager having traveled all over the world with bands is there one tour in particular at all that sticks out in your mind so it, it's it's hard to pick favorites because i've enjoyed like every tour i've ever done in some capacity uh, well, not every tour. There's a couple that have absolutely sucked. Oh, there's some um, stinkers for sure. Yeah, but there is one that always pops out in my head that I always tell people because I think it's a good lesson too. Sure. Um. So in 2012, uh, I was asked to go do merchandise on the Van Halen tour. Okay. And, awesome. Um, I was at the time I was like 25, four or five. I think it was 24 at the time the tour started, and I was um. I will admit I was very cocky and arrogant about the fact that I was so young and I had gotten that tour and sure. you know, a lot of the people that were on the Van Halen tour and, you know, you're talking a crew like over 60, 70 people traveling with the tour. Uh, most of them were very much older than me. Right. Uh, in fact, the other merchandise manager that was with me was like 70. Okay. And in a situation, he'd been, he's been touring for like 50 years. The guy's sure. a legend. Okay. And in a situation like that, where you have two merchandise managers on the road, um, in his situation, because he was older, he was basically in charge of like numbers and accounting. And I was the one that was receiving shipments and doing the physical work in the truck and counting in with the venues and stuff like that. But anyways, back to what I was getting at, I was very young and very cocky and very arrogant and um, realized very quickly on that tour, like everyone hates me, like <laughs> everyone <laughs> Um, and one of the older crew guys kind of pulled me aside one day and was just like, yo, he's like, listen, I know you're, you're young and you're full of energy and it's, it's exciting to be on a tour like this and stuff like that. But like, you need to fucking change dude, because <laughs> nobody out here is cool with your shit. <clears throat> and that was one of those moments where I, I kind of took a step back and was like, you know, rather than be like, fuck all these people, I'm awesome. I was just like, okay, well, there's definitely something wrong here. So for the rest of the tour, I honestly just kept my head down and stayed focused on work. And I was quiet and I listened to what people were telling me. And by the end of that tour, which was, you know, like four or five months or something. Yeah. It's like, I made great friends and I made Good. awesome contacts with people. I even had the, the, uh, uh, rep from live nation that was on the whole tour, like came up to me after the, the, the last show and was like, say, Hey man gotta admit like when you were first out here it's like i didn't really think much of you but now he goes i'd be happy to have you on any tour i ever do and he's like you you showed a lot of growing up and that was the one tour for me that it was like that was a sink or swim moment i i probably could have buried my entire career if i if i kept acting the way i was acting the entire time mm -hmm. um and i just had to just shut up and listen and learn and grow 
And that tour for me is one that I will never forget because I've made lifelong friends on that. Um, great connections. Like some of the people that I toured with on that, I still talk to regularly and see on other tours and see in town. Some of them have taken jobs um, at other places that I, you know, it's a small world, man. Like yeah. usually when roadies get off the road, they start working at companies, whether they're like working at a, like an audio or lighting vendor or a mm &hmm. for like sure. a gear company or something like everybody's very well connected and you never know where somebody's going to wind up. So some of those connections I've made on that tour and other tours have helped me in more recent years with other things I'm doing. So nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's one of the, you gotta be able to adapt, you know, and that's mm -hmm. like, cause that's, that's one of the things that, you know, you, you know, if somebody's successful, if they can adapt to their situation. Yeah, man. And that's when people ask me about touring and what's most important, that's one of the biggest things. Like we always joke that like, you know, being a roadie, it's like 30% of your job is actually knowing the gig and what you're doing. Like if you're guitar tech, it's like, okay, knowing how to work on guitars. Mm -hmm. The other 70% of that is how to just to adjust to everything going on and being a cool person because mm -hmm. you have to live on buses with people every day it's a rarity that shows go off with a hundred percent efficiency in terms of everything working the way it's supposed to so you have to really stay calm in like those situations that, that like let's say i'm teching and just an amp goes down like there are that's what i pride myself in in the industry like there are a hundred guitar techs in nashville that are way more knowledgeable than me like probably more than that if i'm being 100 percent honest sure um but I can get the job done where I excel is those moments where shit gets chaotic. Um, I'm able to fix stuff on the fly very well. And I've toured with guys, like I said, that are just one tour. I did our, our other guitar tech, like a hundred thousand times more knowledgeable than me with guitars and amps. The dude is a genius, mm -hmm. but when things would go wrong, he'd lose his head. Like he would get stressed and sure. get anxiety about stuff where you know a big part of that job on the road is just staying calm and figuring out figuring out how to fix it on the fly by any means necessary i mean mm -hmm. it's there's no right way to do it in the moment it's just get it working again as long as it works <laughs> yeah and you know so a, a big part of that like you said is is adapting and adjusting to everything that's going on on the road love it how did you get your start uh, as a road crew member so um in about uh like 2005 to 2008 uh, I was actually in a band and it's funny because of my YouTube, everybody thinks I was in like some metal band. No, I was in like a pop punk band and yeah, Perfect. <laughs> so, like we used to do tours back in the day. We were, we were from Chicago and uh, we're pretty good local following, but as we progressed, we were always unsigned, but we got the opportunity to do a lot of big package tours. Sure. And uh, like back in the day, we were doing uh, a lot of shows and touring with like all time low, a day to remember mayday parade, um, did a lot of shows with like the just surrender guys, like, like bands nice. that, you know, were at their peak and heydays in like the late two thousands. Right. And, um, we started getting other random rock tours, which were really interesting. And there was one tour in, in early 2009, we did a, or 2000, I think we did a tour opening for trapped and, uh, oh. <laughs> trapped was headlining. And then the, uh, direct support band was red. And then the right. second out of four band was Hailstorm. It was one of their first tours ever. And then we oh, nice. were opening. 
And uh, throughout the tour, I just got to know the red guys really well. And um, I, I went through a point with my band where I was, I was unhappy on the road. And a lot of it had to do with financials. Like, dude, I went that three years, four years in a band, like broke. And when I say broke, I'm like, never had more than $10 in my bank account at a time. You learn to live very meager. Very, yeah. Like, but it was getting at me. And I, uh, I was thinking about quitting my band and I had talked to the guys from red about it. And, uh, they were like, well, do you know how to do anything else? And I remember one time, um, there was a really bad house lighting director at a venue at a show they were headlining. And their tour manager one day was like, man, I wish somebody out here with us knew how to do lighting. And I was like, I do lighting at, at a venue in Chicago when I'm home. I know how to run a desk. And they're like, you want to run our lights at the next show and see how it goes? So from there, they started bringing my band on tour in exchange for me being their lighting director. Nice. And then when I told them I was going to quit my band, they were like, if you quit your band, we'll, we'll hire you. Come work for us. And that made up my mind. Like, I was like, awesome. And it was funny because I thought I was getting hired to be an LD, but I, they hired me to be an LD and a merch manager. Mm-hmm. And um, my first pay ever as a roadie, and for these guys, and part, part of this was probably because they knew I was young and they didn't know how it was going to work out too, $75 per show day. And Ooh. at the time, I was like, I'm fucking rich. <laughs> like, you know, for like, This is seven times what I normally have dude, in my bank account. For like a 21 year old that was broke for three years and like, it was great. I have no complaints about that whatsoever. Yeah. And uh, so they were, they were my first uh, band I ever worked for. And I ended up working for them for about two and a half years. And over the course of working for them, uh, I was, I was always open to learning anything that they wanted done. So like at one point I started bass teching for them. And then at another point I started drum teching for their drummer. And then they wanted to do pyro on a tour they were doing, but they didn't have room to bring out another person. So they were like, hey, if we pay for your certification, will you learn how to do pyro? So I did. <laughs> and then I did a whole tour where I was like, I they hired a different LD for that tour, but I was drum teching, bass teching, doing merch, and doing pyro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Man uh, of many hats. Yeah. And that's I think that's, you know, when you're young in the industry, I tell people to learn as much as possible. Like, mm-hmm. don't say no to anything, wear, wear a lot of hats because as you progress in the industry and you get to those bigger tours, that's when they hire one person with one job and specific duties. Right. So I got to a point where like, I could literally do everything in a tour with the exception of like audio and rigging. Like, so that opened me up to a lot of other offers. You know, I did, I did merch for a long time, but I was also, um, when I did, um, like club tours with bands as a merch guy and they didn't have a drum tech or something. I'd be like, Hey, I'll drum tech for you guys too. And did that. And then eventually got to the point where I was just fully done with merch and started teching and then also like assistant tour managing and then tour managing. So I always, I just love learning about this industry and, you know, just doing whatever I can. Cause I feel, I just feel like if you're not learning and you're not growing, like what are you doing? You know? Right. Totally. Speaking of of growing, I actually so I earlier today I was watching some of your interview with that you did with Finn McKinty, mm-hmm. and uh, you talk about where uh, you actually went out on tour doing merch for Nickelback, mm-hmm. and so I I I didn't watch 
all that part because I was like, Nick, I want to ask about this. Yeah. So yeah. I, and uh, so Nickelback is one of the most notorious, notoriously like loved or hated bands. Yeah. In the world. For sure. Undeniable. Um, First off, I think Nickelback is fantastic. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> I love I, like I tell people that all the time and they think I'm being ironic and I'm like, no, I think they are actually one of the best rock bands of a generation. And people don't understand too, because they hear their music on the radio and stuff. Those guys are bonkers talented, dude. As musicians, they're so good. Like with some of their Nickelback stuff, I mean, it, they're, hel- they're, they're holding back. Like they are stupid sure. good musicians. Well, and like from things I've seen or like watch from them is that they're not they're not dumb. They know no. what people think and they play into it. Yeah. And and that's what I think like cuz I used to very much dislike them until I like learned more about them and I'm like, "No. They're play they just play into it. That makes me really like them." Dude, they're a rock band with country lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> like that's literally like you look at country in the U.S. right now, and it's one of the biggest genres. There's a big correlation between like what Nickelback does with their music and how country music is like formulated and written and stuff like that, too. It's like there is an absolute formula to success with bands like that. And it's like you listen to Nickelback and they have like the kick ass production, the structured songs, the huge choruses like and like you said, they know like Chad has said for years, he's like. You know, he's like, we know what we're doing, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and it's working. Mm-hmm. So, like, why would we do anything different? Like, when they with the their latest, like, or one of the latest singles that went like bonkers on TikTok because it mm-hmm. started out and had that huge heavy like intro. Yeah. People thought it was like, uh, uh, like like a hardcore song. I was like, I fucking love this <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> be so they, happy and they've had moments in their older cds too where they can get you know pretty heavy at times and yeah. stuff but they still dial it back to have those huge choruses and stuff like that like they never like fully go like full-on metal but like recently it was funny like i guess jared dines had never really listened to nickelback before and he did a whole 12-hour stream recently where he listened to their entire discography from start to finish Awesome. And there and there were and he was very like objective with it. Like he was he was talking about the production and there were some songs where he's like, damn, I did not know Nickelback could actually go this hard if they wanted to. And yeah. I was like, Yeah, dude. <laughs> I love I love Jared Dines. He's great. Yeah. Good stuff. So how how was like so how was being on the road with Nickelback? So that was one of my first like big mainstream tours. And mm-hmm. again, this goes back to who who you keep in contact with in the music industry. Right. Dude, this was a guy, the guy that offered me the job. It was, again, it was one of those two merch person tours. The main merchandise manager on that tour just called me randomly one day and was like, are you available right now? And I was like, yeah, why? And he's like, need somebody out here. And um, I couldn't believe it when he told me who he was with. But that was a guy that I had met like three or four years prior when he was, if I remember right, he was doing merchandise for Breaking Benjamin and I was doing merchandise for Red. Mm-hmm. And then when he needed somebody for Nickelback, he called me and it was like, it was my first taste of like real actual rock touring where it's like, I mean, like this is how a tour should run. I mean, mm-hmm. it was great catering every day and like great days off at hotels and, 
I mean, it was massive. I mean, the stage, I mean, I can't remember off the top of my head how many buses and trucks were on that tour, but is it, it was at least 10 of each. Like it was, wow. it was a big arena tour. Um, and it was great. Like there some interactions with band members and stuff. I had less than others. Like, I think I talked to Chad once on the whole tour as sure. a merch guy too. It's like, I, right. I didn't need to be by the stage, but on days off, like, Everybody was super tight. Like everybody would go out together. Like uh, their drummer, Daniel would actually go out with the crew to bars and hang out with us. And nice. uh, Seether was opening and all those guys would come out and hang. And it was like, it was just a really fun tour. Like it's funny. Everybody, I think always expects like some, some crazy weird stories or stupid bullshit. Cause it's Nickelback, but no, dude, it was a great professionally run tour and it was, it was awesome. I, I mean, I, it, I mean that doesn't really surprise me. I I've always seen them as a like a very professional band. Oh yeah, you know, just kind of. I mean they, out, so. they. I mean all those big arena and stadium touring bands. I mean they they look at their entire operation as an actual business and they right. treat it as such. It's like yeah, there's a time and place to party on the road and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, your brand is your business, and they run a very tight ship with everything. As do most of the bands of that that size doing arena tours. Right. Plus, I mean, it's trying to run an arena tour like that and stuff, and and you know, yeah. pretending you're Motley Crew like that's yeah. <laughs> pretty tough. <laughs> oh yeah, man, and it's like it's a different you know, time now, also. Oh, for sure. Like I, I tell people all the time, like there, there, there's a lot of partying going on, on the road, but it's yeah. not what you would think is your stereotypical like sex, drugs, and rock and roll from like the '80s and early '90s and stuff like that. It's like. Right. And out of all the genres I've worked too, and I've done a lot, it's like country parties the hardest. And it's, I'm not talking about like drugs or anything. I'm just talking like the pure art of partying. It's like <laughs> so much booze and after show parties and like touring in country is the reason I'm sober now. I'm not even kidding. Like it's, it was too much. It was, it was way too much. Dude, I can, I can believe that. Like, and that doesn't shock me that you say that country, like that doesn't, yeah. I believe that 100%. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, everybody's like, well, what do you mean? Like they just drink a lot. I was like, okay, they drink a lot. But like, for example, when we did um, my first tour in country. So I, I worked for a guy named Dustin Lynch for like five years. Okay. And the first tour that he was on when I started working for him was with uh, Luke Bryan. Okay. And it was, it was stadiums and arenas. Like, dude, we did like Gillette stadium, like where the fucking Patriots play. It was insane. <laughs> We did like Cowboy Stadium. Uh, it, it is just crazy. But every night after the show, they had a dedicated area, usually in the parking lot, where they'd pop up a tent and they would literally have like a, a rager, like a rave. They'd have a DJ spinning. They'd have booze <laughs> everywhere. There's lights going. It's like those guys literally like they they like work to party, dude. It was just insane. And And again – Nothing insane, like I, no drugs, no like crazy shit going on. It's just like at the end of the night, everybody worked hard. So they like to let loose. The booze is flowing and everybody's dancing and having a good time and going nuts. And it's like almost every night there's something like fucking hilarious that happens because somebody got too drunk and everybody's talking about it for a week. And it's like, <laughs> I had some great times on those tours, man. I'm not a super huge country guy, but in terms of the actual tour and the hangs and stuff, this it was great times. Hell Yeah. <laughs> we have more questions before we go to a quick break if you okay. can give our listeners a piece of advice that you know now that you wish you knew when you were first starting out 
would it be? Starting out what? Touring or doing content? Both. Okay, touring. <laughs> um, touring, touring, touring. A piece of advice I wish I would have known. Uh, dude, this is really hard, actually. <laughs> I think... Um, Dude, I have no idea in terms of touring. I'm not going to lie. There's too much that I'm thinking of right now. Let's go to content. Okay. Uh, <laughs> content? Um, content, I would say, um, seriously, like, don't overthink content. Like, I, the first couple of years I was doing content, I overanalyzed everything I was doing. I was looking at analytics every day. I was thinking so much about the SEO stuff and the tagging and stuff like that. And what it really boils down to, what I've learned now, a few years later, it's all about your actual content. Dude, you could have perfect SEO tagging and, and stuff like that. The perfect video topic. If your content sucks, your content sucks. I think content creators that want to do this like full-time and try and do this, they need to worry less about those little analytical things and like trying to tick the boxes of what they think the YouTube algorithm wants. Sure. sure. And they need to just focus on the actual content itself. Like, you know, another YouTuber and I talk about this all the time. It's like, you get so many content creators that are like, oh, the algorithm hates me. I was like, the algorithm doesn't hate you. Your content sucks. <laughs> like, I, like, that's the harshest way to put it. And I don't, yeah. I'm not trying to put anybody down. I'm just saying like, Focus more on your actual content you're making and less on what you think the algorithm wants. And it actually works out better in the long run. I wish I knew that when I first started, but it's kind of all worked out now. So I'm okay. Well, and a lot of that is you went with the trial and error, you know, like that's, For sure. that's also part of starting out is just yeah. fucking trying, just do yeah. something. That's, you know, there are, there are a lot of gatekeepy people in content. They oh, yeah. don't like to help other people because they're like, well, I did this on my own. So you got to do it on your own too. And yeah. I'm not really like that. I feel like everybody can, can help each other in a good way. But what you got to remember is that no two content creators are the same. They're not the right. same people. They're not doing the same content. So what worked for one person might not necessarily work for another person. So like you said, it's trial and error. You got to figure out what works with you. And again, at the end of the day, just focus more on the actual content itself and what you're doing than trying to tick those boxes of pleasing algorithms and stuff. Hell yeah, absolutely. And I actually, so I thought of, of, of a good, um, a piece of piece of advice. Cause I actually, so I've never done like the teching and stuff like that, but I have a ton of friends that went on from being, you know, just people in bands and, and going on to do merch and, teching and things like that and so the thing that the first thing that popped into my head was just be open be open mm -hmm. to opportunities um because i feel like that i've seen this with also tons of other friends that are in bands is that they have opportunities um that they don't take because they're like well no i'm gonna i'm gonna be in my band i'm gonna be famous yeah. you know and and they miss out on opportunities because they had great opportunities and then, but they chose to do something that unfortunately doesn't go anywhere, yeah. which being in a band is very difficult. Dude, in the reality of being in a band, it's nice to think about, it's nice when you play hometown shows and the crowds there and stuff like that. But the reality of being in a band 
is that less than 1% of bands are actually going to make it, whatever making it is to you, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, being financially successful off of it or whatever. The, the, the reality is it's a 99% failure rate. Like yeah. not every band can make it. And actually what you just brought up made me think of a good point that I, I would like to bring up, like maybe information that I would have been told when I was younger for touring. Yeah. Uh, right. Don't, don't be afraid to fail yeah. too many times. And I've done this when I was younger. I've seen people try and act like they're perfect. And if they mm -hmm. make a mistake with something, they try and cover it or lie. Like, for example, if something goes wrong during a show that was your fault, let's say a guitar was slightly out of tune that you gave to an artist. Don't feel like you need to make up a story to the artist you're working for. There is a lot more to be gained from being honest and learning from that situation than trying to cover your ass. Like I got to a point when I was teching for Dustin where if I made a mistake and he asked me about it later, I would just straight up tell him. It's like, I just, that was, that was, that was on me. Like it wasn't just a weird fluke accident. Like, that happened because I did this. Now I'm aware I'm to not do that. And next time it won't happen. You know, so there's a lot to be learned from making mistakes and failing. And I think a lot of people are afraid of that. But once you actually embrace that and realize you, it's it's learning experiences every time, that's that is a big, big um, like experience and career builder for sure. Right. And in, you know, and also like just owning up to it, because if you if you don't, it's, you know, they, yeah. they're they're going to know, you know. Yeah. And it, well, even if they don't know, it's like too many, too many people do. Like I said, they try and not own up to it because they don't want to look like they did a bad job. And I get that. It's like nobody likes to admit that they did something wrong. Right. But at the end of the day, what you're really going to do, especially if you're working directly for an artist like that situation, you're going to build that trust with them. They're going to know that you're not trying to hide anything and like you're going to own up to your mistakes and stuff like that. And definitely makes for a better working environment. Even if you make that mistake, just be honest about it, you know? Absolutely. So. Yeah. Own up to it because that's how you build rapport and, yeah, and learn sure. and learn. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. With that, I mean, that's some great advice. With that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with our next segment. Hey, Pat here with Unsigned Pop Punk. We're a community dedicated to building up the music scene by shining a spotlight on up-and-coming bands. Now, I know what you must be thinking. These guys must be raking in the cash. Wrong! But you can help us help others by picking up some merch. We found what big business is selling shirts for, and we slashed the prices. We saw what people are charging for sweatshirts? And we windmill kick those prices in the face. So pick up some merch from us today. You won't be mad you did. And we're back. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's good times. Good times, yeah. Just talking, you know, just during during that, that little break, we were having a good time talking about some road stories that you're not going to know. Oh, yeah. You don't get to know them. This yeah. is for us. <laughs> I love it, dude. Are you like you said? You could do a whole you could do a whole podcast episode on that. I know. Although the problem with that, I did do a whole podcast episode on just road stories with one of my friends I toured with for like the past five years. Mm -hmm. and I'm used to doing content, so I don't name drop when it's like stories that. Yeah. Yep. Know. He had no filter and just kept naming names. So when I edited that podcast, I had to beep like eighty names out of it. <laughs> I'll bet. Yeah. That... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that sounds like a time. That sounds a little process. Yeah. yeah. Plus, you know, a podcast like that, that's going to go. That's going to go so long. 
Oh, dude, we we got to like the two hour mark, and I was like, we got to end. Yeah, like it's this, this is it. This is the end. This is yeah. how we're ending it. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel that. I mean, just even just on our little break thing went so long, just bullshitting. Uh, all right, but it's time for food for thought. Let's go segment talking about food. So to start us off, we got a two part question. First off, okay. you know we. I, we like to do a little digging. You know, we like to we like to know our guests as much as we can before going into it. We we found out you went to Sandwich Community High School in Illinois. Oh my god! We yeah. feel that gives you the authority to answer these two hard hard hitting right. questions for us. First, okay. is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Okay, next. Perfect. We always have to ask our guests from the Chicago area because it's such a divisive topic. Does ketchup belong on a hot dog? Yes. Oh, man. See, I'll I'll tell you why, though. Let me let me let me tell you why. Yes. Because I don't give a shit what anybody puts on their food. If they enjoy it, (laughs) let them put ketchup on a hot dog. There are times now I, I prefer more than just ketchup on a hot dog. But there are have been times where I'm like, you know what? I'm just putting ketchup on this bitch. And I'm the kind of person that, like, when it comes to food, I don't judge anybody. Because if you like it, you like it. That's what it is. But so many people get on that, dude. Oh, it's yeah. like It's so many people get on that. And I'm like, whatever, dude. You eat your food how you want to, and I'll eat it the way I want to. I got to <laughs> hold on. I got a question for you. Both of you. Yeah. This was a heated tour question on my last tour, like, a couple months ago. Okay. Is an uncrustable a sandwich? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's still just a sandwich. They just you just closed it. But that's that's the argument, though. I say it's a sandwich. Yeah. But my my tour manager was like, "No, dude, it's closed. It's closed ended. It's more like an empanada than a sa- than a sandwich." And I was like, "I mean, that's a good point, but it's a." It's a sandwich, dude. <laughs> See, here's so I uh, here's where I uh, well okay. So let me also throw this here. We are from Minnesota. Yeah. Um, oh, let's so, go. <laughs> so basically, my answer is going like when you're like, well, if somebody would say, well, it's an empanada, be like, okay, it yeah, <laughs> that sounds right too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, Minnesota, like sure, yeah. sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that too. <laughs> yeah. no, I didn't know you guys were from Minnesota. I love Minnesota, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm I'm way up in Duluth and he is in Minneapolis. Yeah. Awesome. Dude, yeah. both both cool areas, man. Like we're actually gonna be in Minneapolis this summer. All right. Where do you, where are you gonna be at? What are you uh, doing? I, I, uh, I'll be tour managing Electric Cowboy. We're gonna be at the Fillmore. I'm sick. Let's go. I fucking love Electric Cowboy. Let's go. Let's Come go. Out. Let's hang. <laughs> yeah. It's done done deal yeah. yeah i had a, I have a lot of friends from up there i have a lot of people i've toured with that are from up there and i always enjoyed uh actually i broke my foot at a gig up there um one of the worst tour injuries i've ever had was in in uh minneapolis oh, oh. where what venue was, was it during it? winter and you slip on all the ice no 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 it was during winter it was january <laughs> but it was it was during the show Oh, okay. It was I was walking a guitar out on stage, and then when I walked back, the stage was blacked out, okay. and I didn't see a cable ramp. Uh, I, I rolled my ankle on a cable ramp so hard that I broke my foot. Damn. 
Oh man, um, I can't sucks. remember what venue it was. It was a club venue. You'd think I would remember that. You'd think so. I mean, Matt's gonna Matt. What you got? What club venues can you think of? Like <sighs> First Avenue. First Avenue it wasn't First Rock. Ave. No, oh, I, I'll know it right when I hear it because myth. I've. Been, it was the myth. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was the myth. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not fun. And then like. We didn't have a day off for a couple days. Oh no! And I knew it was broken, but you on tour, dude. It's it's there's kind of a warrior mentality when you're on tour, and you guys know, like, if you leave a tour, you could get replaced and lose your job. Yeah. So it was like, I'm not leaving. So I just sucked it up for a couple days. The next day, we had a show in Chicago. We were doing a private event for Duncan Keith's like charity thing at Joe's on Weed Street. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the next day I had a day off and because we were in Chicago, my parents were nearby and they took me to a hospital. They just came and picked me up and took me and they're like, yeah, it's broken. And the doctor was like, so uh, I actually want to want to keep you here because I want to have our like orthopedic surgeon look at it. And I was like, oh, no, I got to leave in like two hours. And they're like, where are you going? <laughs> they're like, where, do you, where are you going? I was like, Montreal. And they're like, what? And I explained to them what I do. And they're like, so when are you actually getting home? And I was like, I don't know, in like a week. And they're like. You have to stay off of that. I'm like, I can't. So what I need, what I what I need you to do, Doc, is I need you yeah. to pretend I'm Brett Favre. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I gotta finish the game. Yeah. Wrap me the fuck up and so, let's go, so, dude. He literally wrapped my foot in a soft cast and gave me crutches and was like, "Good luck." And we had <laughs> three more shows. I did three three shows, guitar teching, doing guitar changes, everything. And just hobbling. And then finally they gave me a boot and the boots are actually pretty solid. So I wore sure. a boot for like six months of that year doing shows. And then it was like better after that. But yeah, Full status. That, that was dude, that's yeah. That is not a good injury, dude. I like at now all I could Brett who? Brett who? <laughs> <laughs> well, there was actually a funny meme that went around our tour after that where our our tour manager, like the artist I was working for at the time, mm -hmm. took a picture of me loading out. Like just with no crutches, just my soft cast sucking it up, <laughs> like pushing cases. And then like a few months later, our tour manager like stubbed his toe and he was like on the bus with his foot up, icing his foot and like complaining about how bad it hurts and he can't walk and stuff. And then like our, our merch guy made a meme where on the top, it had the picture of our tour manager just icing his toe after stubbing it. And then at the bottom, it was the picture of me pushing the road case. And they're like, <laughs> it's like. And then our tour manager was like mad at me about it. It was like, what? I mean, I'm sorry. I'm a boss. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Like, what do you want from me? Yeah. I didn't make it. I just lived it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, food. Sorry to derail that conversation. No, we're good. <laughs> um, having been a tech in the, uh, for multiple bands in the scene, which band do you think has had the best catering? Ooh, the best catering? Yeah. Dude, no joke. It wasn't a band that had the best catering. Okay. It was, a, it was an actual tour. Uh, there's there's this tour that goes out every year called Winter Jam. It's a okay. giant A-market arena Christian tour uh -huh. where they take the 10 top artists from Christian rock and CCM, and they just – they do this big tour where it's 10 artists. You know, sure. the show goes from like 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, the catering crew that they had out there every year I did that tour is like two or three years in a row. Dude, I used a bunch of old school dudes from Detroit just cooking the – I mean, it was bananas, dude, how good it was. It was like, and uh, on Sundays, they would do like 
soul food Sundays. So it was like, dude, it was like, um, they had like fried chicken and collard greens and like, dude, it was just, it was the best food. Um, oh, yeah. but, but for, for a specific band, uh, probably cause there are, there are a lot of tour catering companies that are, I mean, in the industry, I don't know if a lot of people knows this, but like, that's literally what they do. Like a roadie going to do, do a job. Right. So I, I've encountered the same touring company, touring catering companies on many tours. And I always know it's going to be good, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think the cater the catering company that Luke Bryan hired might be in terms of an actual tour that that's probably the best. I mean, they were awesome. Like breakfast, lunch, dinner, you always knew it was going to be good. And I, I love the mentality of some of those bigger bands like that. They believe they're like, if you feed your crew well, and they're taken care of, they're going to be happy and they're going to work harder. And oh, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you right now, when I was fed and happy, I was working harder. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got like, I mean, you know, it's just, it, it's one of those things. If you treat your employees good, I mean, this goes for any workplace. You treat your employees good. They're going to work harder. Yeah. And I was, I always loved after show food on tour though. Cause like, it's always a surprise. Like some days I would, I would want to ask like the tour manager what we're doing for after show food. And I don't, because I'm like, I want to be surprised when I walk on the bus. So, <laughs> um, you know, depending on what area of the country we're in, we have some like good guesses on what we're going to get. Like if you're on a country tour and you're in Texas, you're getting Whataburger 10 out of 10 times, <laughs> which you can't complain. Yeah it's, yeah. it's, you know, but by the time you get there, it's two hours cold and whatever, but you know, the West coast, you're getting in and out a lot. Um, but like the standards you'd usually see, you're like, you know, if it was, if it was quick and easy, you get a lot of Chipotle, you got a, sure. uh, like Buffalo Wild Wings. Pizza is always a go-to. I know some people get annoyed at pizza because it's, pizza is very common for the mid-level bands because it's just easy and it's oh, there. It's so easy. Yeah. But, and people complain and I'm like, I'm not complaining. Give me pizza every day of my life, dude. Yeah, I don't care. It's pizza, man. Yeah. That's, that, that's those pop punk roots. Oh yeah, yeah dude. A day, I think a, a day to remember had it in one of their DVDs where like their, their old guitar, guitar player, Tom was going off of a pizza and he's like, promoters, we're tired of pizza. Give us something other than pizza. Give us a cheeseburger, a hot dog. I don't care. Just stop giving us pizza. And I'd be like, bro, I'll eat the pizza that you don't want to eat. Yeah, man. Let's go. Like whatever you don't want it, bring it here. Yeah. As long as it doesn't have anchovies on it, I'm in. Yeah, Yo, dude, I found out. You know what's a really popular thing in Europe? Mm. Tuna pizza. I don't support that, dude. I don't either. I'm just saying. <laughs> I found that out. Dude, the only reason I know that is because I was like, I already said like, and it's not a secret. Like they they're cool with me talking about it because of the YouTube thing. But so tour managing Electric Cowboy, I've been working on this summer tour, and I was reading their rider, and that's what in, what's in their after show is is pizza, and one of the options is tuna, and I'm just like. Is this real? And their manager was like, "Yeah, is that not a thing in the states?" I was like, "Fuck no, dude!" <laughs> like we so tried not, anchovies yeah, for a while. You're not going to get tuna. Nay, over nay. Here. Yeah, a, apparently it's like tuna and uh, tuna and onion pizza. It's I mean, huge in Europe. That's a fine pairing. I mean, if if I guess, like, try it. I guess. I know I, I won't try it, but I'll, I'll try it. <laughs> I'll try it. Yeah. I, like like canned tuna that's what i asked they said it depends on what pizza place you go to but but yeah a lot of the times it's like the canned tuna that you just pop open and they would drain it 
and just put it on the pizza and then cheese on top and then cook it. You know, okay. So hear, hear me out. You know, that's it's probably not that bad thinking about because I don't know about you, but I grew up, you know, Minnesota. We used to have what, tuna melts. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's not a whole lot different than a tuna melt if you really think about it, yeah. just with pizza sauce. I mean, growing up in Chicago, it's just how much meat and cheese can you handle? Well, right. I <laughs> like, mean, same, same with Wisconsin, too. It's like, right. yeah, we like our meat and cheese in that area. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I guess, like, I can, I can understand it. That's where I'm getting at. Like, I could see it just yeah. by, by have you know, growing up having tuna melts. Now, I also don't want a tuna melt, but. Yeah. <laughs> I can, yeah. I can see it. But I mean, it's it, it according to a lot of the Europeans, I know it's massively popular. It's just not here. I mean, there are some foods I've encountered in other parts of the world where I've literally been like, why is this not popular in the States? Sure. Because us just gluttonous Americans would love this shit. Like poutine is one of the big ones. You go anywhere in Canada, there's poutine all right. over the place. And I'm so it's, you, you can't find – maybe at some restaurant they'll have it on the menu as like an appetizer or something, but it's like – it's not like you're going to find like a smokes poutinery chain that you're going to find in Canada anywhere. Like shit's right. delicious, dude. I don't know why it's not all over the place here. I agree. We had yeah. the, the Matt, have you seen there? There is a poutine like, um, place in the mall of America. There's like a, uh, really? yeah. It's in the food you... court, there's a poutine place. It's how you know, Pat's not from the Minneapolis area. I haven't been to the mall of America I, I avoid them all of them. Oh, yeah, well, dude, I don't think I've Mr. been there in like Bougie 10 Matt. years either. <laughs> it's probably the same as like here. Like I like living in Nashville. All my friends are like, oh, you go to Broadway all the time, right? I was like, no, like nobody that lives here actually goes there. Like, I mean, well, I, I, I'm I, from just Lil Yokel Duluth. So yeah, like I, uh, I, I've gone to the Mall of America a couple times, like on days off. But after doing it a couple times, it's just like, nah, I'm good. Like, I worked at the Mall of America for a little bit. Never, oh yeah. never. <laughs> the old Holiday gas station. Oh fuck the mall. yeah! <laughs> but dude, funny. it's like it's to me, it's pointless. There's multiples of the same store in there. It's, it's like, not actually that bad anymore. Oh, like, okay. I cool. was just I was just there, um, because I I was in the season. We didn't have anything to do, so we did, and it was raining, so we just walked around for a while to kill time, but. They uh, the, like they used to have like two or three of the same stores, like GameStop. There's like three or four fucking yeah. GameStops, but now it's just like the one. There's one of each store. It's wild. I remember last time I was there, there was like three Ed Hardy stores there, and we're like, why is there a need for three of these? Mm. Well, that <laughs> at that time, it, it yeah, about 2010, that shit was popping. You know, Affliction, oh, yeah. Ed Hardy, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't point. even think there's an Ed Hardy in there anymore. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't surprise uh, me. <laughs> but with that, there is a poutine, or or, or was. Okay, so maybe I'm going back to the Mall of America at some point then. Let's go. Let's get some uh, poutine when you're here at the Fillmore. Yeah, <laughs> we'll dude. get some poutine at the Mall of America. <laughs> we'll go. We'll go. Get, we'll go to Sorry. our class. We'll go so, get some classy dishes. Dude, I, I got to tell this this story because we're talking about poutine. I'll try and be quick. <laughs> okay. um, so in, in 2014, I did a tour with uh, Nick Jonas when he went, like, went solo. Yeah. Who, By the way, 
fantastic. Like yeah. his solo music is so good. And awesome. like, but his band had most of the people in his band had never toured before. Okay. His music director was his keyboard player. And he was basically just like, hire me just players from wherever you want. Sure. Well, this guy was from the West side of Chicago and he hired all these church players from his church. They were like young. They were in their early twenties, never really sure. toured before. And Nick's, uh, Nick's drummer, uh, Cedric, he and I used to go get food a lot. We both loved food. And when we were in Toronto, I was like, he goes, man, what are we going to get today? And I was like, dude, you need, have you ever tried poutine? He's like, poutine. I was like, no, poutine. <laughs> poutine. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, what are you talking about? And I explained to him what it was like the cheese, the fries, the gravy. And right across the street from the venue we were at, there was a smokes poutinery. So I was like, when we're done and loaded out, we're going dude. A, a, a wow size. Cause they have like small, large and wow. at smokes poutinery. Mm-hmm. A wow size box, which is not extraordinarily large, sure, but it's like 3000 calories. <laughs> yeah, I, wa- I sure. watched, th- I watched this dude crush three of those <laughs> post show. And I'm just like, damn dude. Like, I mean, I love poutine, but I mean, two tops, I don't even think I could do two. Like, that's it was impressive. impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very impressive. That is a lot of um, starch and dairy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you got to get on a bus for ten hours. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're gonna. Well, that's a learning moment right there. <laughs> that yeah, that's probably a learning moment. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 dude. I'm as I got older, I, I definitely have to think about what I'm eating for like longer drives and stuff. Right. And, mm-hmm. Um. You know, not even, I'm not even just talking about like going to the bathroom or anything, but it's like, if you get certain after show food on tour, you know, people are going to be farting up a storm in the bunks that night, dude. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Like there have been times where I've walked on the bus and I've saw after show food and I was like, mm, I'm not going to subject, subject people to this tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and just the, the shitty parts of getting older going like, well, I know if I eat too much of this. I won't be able to sleep because now I'll have heartburn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know all all the fun things about growing older. <laughs> oh, yeah, sucks, dude. <laughs> oh shit. So you brought now that you you now live in Nashville. So we gotta ask, who's got the better food scene, Nashville or Chicago? Chicago, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I I can't. Nashville figure. Nashville's got a good food scene for sure. There are some for great sure. places. Oh yeah, but I and maybe it's the the chicago dude in me that's just saying that but it's like you know in chicago dude there's so many good like pizza hot dog italian and it's mm-hmm. so multicultural that it's like and you could find like i mean like eastern european any anything you want i mean it's like there's a huge polish community in chicago right um nashville's starting to get to that point mm-hmm. like there's a lot of chains here Sure. But it's starting to get to the point where there are a lot of newer places opening. And, like, of course, the, the big things in Nashville are hot chicken and barbecue. Yeah. Um, I don't understand the hot chicken fascination because I don't want hot chicken. I just give me the regular chicken that's not hotter than hell and I'm good with it. Um, <laughs> but there's good barbecue spots. And now that Nashville has been exploding over the last 10 years, there's a lot of people moving here from other parts of the country. So yeah. there actually is a really good, like – chicago style pizza and hot dog restaurant here now and sure got like a lot of good mexican food and a lot of um there's actually surprisingly a lot of uh like like african food places around here too that people really enjoy nice um 
yeah, there's, there's good food here, but man, I just, there's something about Chicago where it's just like, again, I think it's the meat and cheese that's just bred into your system. Up there where it's like all well, the, all the really heavy food is in Chicago. And also I, I, I have to, I have to also think that you, you brought it up that the Chicago part of you now, Chicago also is one of the fewer places in, in this country that has so much pride for their city you know yeah. like chicago people it's yeah. same as like new york like yeah. well i'm from fucking chicago yeah there's you don't no place that, better you don't get that with a lot of west coast cities i don't think like yeah like i've never heard of somebody from la like super proud of like i'm la like usually get like new york boston chicago mm-hmm. Cleveland for some weird fucking reason. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Detroit. Like it's yeah, there there's a certain handful of cities, but yeah, like as a Chicagoan, I can absolutely attest like Chicagoans are obnoxious about their their love of their city for sure. And I also think like the entire like state of Minnesota is also that way. Like there's like Minnesotans, all of them. If they're going to get a tattoo, we'll have either fucking Lake Superior yeah. or a Minnesota tattoo. The Minnesota, no. dude, I no. see that Minnesota outline on so many people here. <laughs> yeah, 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 dude. It's, a, it's, but you see, I see a lot of people from Chicago, like there's a lot of people from Wisconsin, Minnesota and, and Northern Illinois that live in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And you see the same thing with like people that have like a 312 area yep. code mm-hmm. tattooed on them or something like that. It's like, there's just that's there's a specific number of like yeah. places in America that are just so fucking proud yeah of like their area meanwhile in Nashville nobody that lives here is actually originally from here <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> like when somebody in Nashville like when somebody in Nashville asks like hey where are you from like they're they know nine out of ten people you meet in Nashville were not born in Tennessee sure it's very rare to meet somebody that was born and raised here that I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I, and I live, I live currently outside of Nashville in a military town, and it's like, even I mean, yeah. I mean, people live here for like four years and then they move, so it's like they've they're from all over the place. My next door neighbor from two doors down is from Ukraine. Like, oh, okay, sure, got stationed here. Yeah. And he he brought me this since we're talking about food. <laughs> I, I had a cookout a couple of weeks ago, and we invited them over and. He's like, you know, my the hardest part about living in the states is, and I was like, what? He goes, can't find good mustard. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, he's like, Ukrainians, we like our really spicy mustard. And I was mm. like, like, like deli mustard. He goes, no, like really spicy. And he goes, hold on. And he walks home, and he comes back, and he brings me this jar, and it's uh, it's like you know, writing's all acrylic, and it's got like a babushka on the front of it, and it's like he goes, try this, and he goes, only like do a pea size of it with something, dude. It, it it's like a mustard version of wasabi. It's yeah. ridiculous, like, and it's it's good. But he said he has to find like a you know a, a specialty European yeah. Eastern European store in Nashville to even find something like that. Well, mustard is is a weird fucking thing. Like that, it's not like like ketchup is ketchup is ketchup. You know yeah, that yeah, that sure. shit's all the same. But there's so many different like mustard is 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 really special. Yeah, like, it, there's so many different styles of mustard. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I watched I watched this random like documentary <laughs> about ketchup and mustard. It was fucking weird, but they're like, yeah, ketchup's ketchup, man. I was like, wondering but, where the passion for mustard was coming from. <laughs> I like mustard, but Fair. but uh, mostly, you know, I just got caught up in this fucking documentary, uh, and that shit'll happen to me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I'm a big fan of Chicago. I I love that area. It's one of my favorite places to go it's it's a it's a nice it's just fucking great there and uh another thing about chicago's with along with my beavis flag that i have i also have my cm punk flag nice fucking nice. love cm punk <laughs> oh yeah dude yeah it's it's uh it's been tough being a chicago sports fan for a while eh, i mean like a handful of years i mean i can't complain i'm a hockey fan that's my favorite sport uh-huh. And I can't complain because we've seen three Stanley Cups in the last, you know, in that last decade. So no complaints. But being a Bears fan has been rough. Being a White Sox fan has been rough. I don't even think the Cubs exist in my mind. I don't pay attention to them. So, oh, I mean, um, they did win like two, you know, World Series yeah, yeah. pretty recently. So, no, yeah, like, they, I, no, yeah it's they won be... one. Their last one was over 100 years ago. Well, yeah, you won one. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I know exactly how you feel. Yeah. We're from fucking Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We yeah. get it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, the wild it, was just in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's such a bummer too, because I actually like the wild as a team and being, you know, being a Minnesota team. It's like, I want them to do good. They had at one point, like they had a lot of fins on their team too. And all my Finnish friends always rooted for them. Cause it's all the fins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every year. They like get to the playoffs basically. It's the same thing with the Vikings, you know? Yeah. They get to the playoffs just to not get far. I was just thinking about sports and I just remembered that the Timberwolves existed. <laughs> they just they went to the playoffs this year too. I haven't followed basketball in probably since 2010. Well, they like, went and they lost. <laughs> they did that. They did. Yeah. They, did. My, they went to the playoffs, lost once, first round. Once Michael Jordan was out of Chicago, I kind of forgot about basketball and then started Fair. watching again when Derrick Rose was there and then stopped watching again after he was gone. It's it's funny that you say that because that's when I started watching basketball again too when Derrick Rose went to the Timberwolves. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I Dude. have a Derrick Rose Timberwolves jersey. The Prince yeah. colors. Actually, the awesome. uh, the new U.S. Bank Stadium up there. were awesome. uh Dude, we we did the uh, the first show, the first event there ever before they even played football was a concert that I worked there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a uh, beautiful. Country. Yeah, it was uh, it was Luke Bryan, Chris Stapleton, right. Little Big Town, and Dustin Lynch. That's right. And yeah. and the, and it was so unorganized because it was the first event that they'd ever had. None of their employees and like ushers knew their way around anywhere and didn't know where anything was. It was yep. it was chaotic, dude. I went. To the Metallica one that mm. I think that was the second event there. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember yeah. hearing that. Yeah, and it was nuts. I bet it was very fucking loud. Oh yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a really cool stadium though. And when we played there, it was like it was like 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 negative twenty out or something. Oh yeah, like luckily you're indoors, but it's like if we had to go out to the bus for anything. It was like ridiculous. Yeah, winter here is super cool. Yeah, of it. Awesome. We, you know, it was funny when I moved down here. I thought I would get away from that stuff, but like every other year, we have a brutal winter here. Like we had a. Now I can't complain because compared to you guys, we we had like a well, our week over Christmas here this year was like, 
I think it was like zero for like an entire week. And mm. for here, that's like that's like yeah, apocalyptic bonkers. Oh, sure. I mean, you know, it's it's it was almost like 90 degrees here today and humidity is already out in full force. Like it sucks. Yeah, yeah we we yeah, we had a mild winter too. God, <laughs> like what it was it didn't we didn't everywhere in the state of Minnesota break the snow record? We hit we hit third here. Fucking nuts. We nice. broke it. Yeah. What what was it? It was like a hundred and like ninety something inches. Dude, we got we got seven inches this year. Yeah. <laughs> well, we beat that. We beat we <laughs> typically you, you from being from Chicago, you I mean, you know, like but oh, yeah, seven yeah. inches, we'll beat that in a day here. Oh, dude, <laughs> it, it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing in the south that like where I grew up. Like I, so I grew up in, you know, sandwich, the suburbs of Chicago. Yeah. And then, and then I lived in the city for a while before I moved down here. Um, it would take three feet of snow and like negative 20 degrees for school to get canceled mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. here. If there's even flurries in the forecast for the next day, mm -hmm. schools and businesses in the entire city are shut down. Yeah. Like it it's was like crazy. I, I lived in Kansas city for a year and they did that too. Like yeah. if there's like, if there's snow, they're like. Be careful outside. Yeah. We always joke here. We're like, out there. The, the city will shut down if somebody drops a bag of ice in the Walmart parking lot. <laughs> like that's what we joke about down here. Oh, I love it. Matt, one, hit, more food, one more food question for you. Yeah, yeah. You have the opportunity to open the Tank the Tech restaurant. What's the vibe? What are we serving? Are you going to have a different name? What the menu? Dude, it's crazy that you asked this because my wife and I like fantasize about opening a bar or a restaurant. <laughs> All right. And I actually want like if I ever win the lottery, like if I have indisposable money to open a bar, I want I, I honestly want to open like a rock bar that's like themed towards like roadies. Okay. And um, like if you come in, if you're on a tour like in Nashville, if we open it here, like if you're on a day off and you come in and like show your laminate to the bar, you get like fucking 75% off everything, whatever. Um, but in terms of food, I'm so all over the place, dude. Like I like, you know, your typical Midwestern meats and cheeses. I love it's my, my wife jokes all the time that like, I, I cook a lot of like Italian stuff. Like I really do like Italian food, yeah. but, um, man, I'm a big fan of like anything with pasta. Just give me a car carbs, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, but Love it would cards. be cool to maybe like from all my travels all over the world to like try and find a dish. It's like, you know, Canada, my favorite thing in Canada is poutine. Go to the UK, fish and chips all day. Like that's all I'm eating. Cause I mean, the rest of their food sucks anyways. <laughs> but, it's uh, pretty notorious. And it's like, that. Germany is very similar to the Midwest. Like Germany is just like meat. Jesus. Like, oh dude, it's good. Um, I'm a big fan of sushi. I don't know if I'd have sushi at a rock bar, but. Man, I don't know. I think, like I said, my wife and I have talked about this and I want to open up like some kind of rock or metal bar, but I also, I don't want it to just be a bar. I want there to be like, you know, like seating and good vibes yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think my menu would be like too crazy. Like the Cheesecake Factory menu. It'd be like 38 pages of just like random bullshit that I liked for my travels. And <laughs> your chef a, just, no. Yeah. It's a, I mean, like. <laughs> It's a pretty impossible th thing, to like, but it's a great concept to like. Yeah. If you were to do like every dish is like a, a special thing from a different area, 
yeah that yeah. would be so that would be so hard to like pull well, it's off like, <laughs> like i like i love like the theme stuff like kuma's corner in chicago where all their burgers are themed after like metal bands and they change yeah. them out all the time and stuff like that's cool and mm-hmm. it's always been fun traveling too to see how other countries take american food and american mm-hmm. cuisines i always wondered before i started traveling i was like you know we have like irish pubs and uk pubs in the states right. like do they have like american bars sure enough dude oh, i yeah. mean it's like we uh I remember one of the wildest ones we were in the Philippines, we were in Manila and there was an American restaurant and to them, um, uh, the U S is, um, like you walk in and it was a sports bar, but everything in there was NASCAR and Dallas Cowboys. That's it. Like it was just, just Dallas Cowboys and NASCAR stuff everywhere. And literally everything they had on the menu was like American cuisine, burgers, hot dogs, chicken fingers, French fries. <laughs> They're not that far off, man. No, no. I was like, (laughs) that is our, that is what the rest of the world thinks of us. Like, we don't give them a lot of reasons to think otherwise. True. (laughs) But uh, that's funny. Yeah. So I guess, yeah. Rock bar with a cheesecake factory menu. I love love it. it. You just have to have every dish, like from the country. the word the name will be like tank but in that country's language <laughs> yeah the only the only other language i know tank in is german it's panza there you go. oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's it yeah but uh yeah i mean dude i would you know one of my favorite food memories from tour was actually uh we went to oktoberfest in germany like the real oh, one fuck yeah not the one yeah. that they try and mimic everywhere else here yeah uh dude and again it was just just piles of meat dude it was like piles of meat and piles of sauerkraut that's about all it was but it was so fucking good nice that's awesome i love it yeah just big boots of beer yeah too much (laughs) that was a that was a dangerous night that's a story for another time that that's that's the next podcast yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) just the tour story podcast yeah (laughs) hell yeah well that that is our food for thought segment you you know you were a special treat because we we matt added one more question in there and typically we just do the three matt went for four nice look at you appreciate that like yeah it's rolling out the red carpet (laughs) (laughs) so now all we got left is our rapid fire questions segment friendships will be tested rapid fire questions you're just gonna speak from the heart you're gonna shoot from the hip okay let's let's fucking go you ready all right all right mountain dew or mellow yellow mountain dew horror or comedy dude sorry sorry oh yeah i mean (laughs) like dude the people that watch me on Twitch know I have a problem with Mountain Dew. But anyway, sorry. It. Are Keep you going, a, just a straight, like, just normal Mountain Dew guy? Or do you do, like do, do zero Mountain Dew Zero. Okay. I actually think the Zero tastes better than the regular. I only, I only drink a, a pop soda or any, like, yeah. I only drink Mountain oh, it, Dew. Oh, it's pop. It's, it's pop. It's soda. <laughs> soda pop. No, it's pop, Pat. You, you know better. I know. I know. Uh, it's pop. But um, yeah, I I exclusively will only drink Mountain Dew, but I I, put, I prefer like the flavor ones, okay. like Major Melon. Fucking love it. Oh, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Like anytime there's a new flavor, 
I'm just I'm just, I'm ready to try it. I just tried the blue one the other day, the one for this summer. Okay, it's I haven't great. tried it yet. It's, it's, it's okay. I don't. It, I'm not going to go out of my way though. to get it again, but yeah. Well, I'm excited to go out of my way to get it for there the first go. time. I'm, I'm really it. quick. I'm sorry I derailed this. <laughs> did you try the spicy Mountain Dew? Yeah, I did. Dude, what the did flaming you think? hot? Yeah, it's actually okay. It's actually pretty fucking good. I actually liked it too. In a yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it mostly just kind of tastes like Mountain Dew, but it has that little like burnt like that little Dude, kick. Dude, it in was the hot. I was like, yeah, how are they bit. making this spicy? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It had a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I have this. I I have this uh, alcoholic beverage that I showed Matt that I got. And I got it because it was $4. And I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to try it. it. Like it's a, It came in a four pack, but it's a spicy margarita. And let me tell you, it's disgusting. <laughs> it, it's actually spicy. And I'm really unhappy about it. Oh. Like I don't want to drink spicy. Yeah. Uh yeah. But that was that was just that was it was four dollars. I tried it. Fuck yeah. it. I'd yeah, rather try it. Do. Yeah, same. Uh all right. Horror or comedy movies? Uh comedy. Nice. Okay. This isn't an either or, but do you act do you still listen to the radio? No. Yeah. Who does? Not many people. <laughs> really. It's the radio, a, it, the radio in Nashville is notoriously horrible too. Like, when I first moved here and tried the rock station, I was like, "It's like, yeah, you're listening to 1029 Buzz. We only play the new best alternative, and all hour it's just Red Hot Chili Peppers, Alice in Chains, Nirvana. Like, and I had nothing against those bands. It's just when you say you play the new best alternative and you're still playing stuff from the early '90s, you know, yeah, on repeat. I have we have a station that plays that too. It's classic rock. <laughs> yeah, <yes>. uh, <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. Uh, the fun, sad thing is Duluth doesn't have a rock station. We have four classic rock stations. So, like the newest thing you can get is Nirvana because it will be played on there. Yeah. But otherwise, it's just a shit ton of country pop and classic oldies, dude. People people constantly underestimate how huge country is in every state and all of Canada. Yeah, it's massive. Massive. I mean, Minnesota, like we are a, a very country, yeah. country rock or country oriented like area. So, oh yeah, very popular. Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon? Cartoon Network. Thin crust or regular crust pizza? Regular. Nice. This is uh, the most important question of the entire podcast. Lindsay Lohan or Tara Reid? Oh, I gotta go Tara Reid. All right, nice. Just nostalgia, like, yeah. I mean, they're both pretty nostalgic. <laughs> yeah, but one more so than the other. I think if I was maybe five years younger, I probably would have said Lindsay Lohan. See, yeah, and it, uh, agreed. And Tara Reid is also part of, like, the most, like, pop-punk movie yeah like that's that's my that's my reasoning there it's like tara reed was in movies that were just legendary when i was like you know in that scene and even a teenager and stuff like that so yeah no no doubt about that one nice we have two more newfound glory or mxpx mxpx nice uh this is the last one we're gonna test your jingles knowledge oh my god are you able to sing to us the O'Reilly Auto Parts jingle? 
Oh, the only part of it that I know is the oh, 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 O'Reilly. That's it. Right? Auto parts. Oh, okay. <laughs> O'Reilly's not, O'Reilly was never popular here or where I grew up. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is like we, we, so we always end with a, uh, a jing, like we try to get a jingle on someone. Uh, last season it was bagel bites and that just did not go over. There's a jingle <laughs> for that. Oh yeah. Let him unlock your memory. But dude, I mean, my, my wife and I were talking about this the other day. I remember like every jingle from the Chicago area when I was growing up, like dude, empire carpet, like the big local <laughs> Chicago carpet place. Their jingle was their phone number. And I still remember it's five, eight, eight, two, 300 empire. I'm like, I know their phone number 30 years later, dude. Yep. It's insane. Like, yeah. Bagel bites had a really popular jingle for a while. It was a pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza, pizza at, at supper, supper time. time. Yeah, dude. <laughs> pizza's yeah, yeah, on yeah. a bagel. You can yeah. eat pizza anytime. Dude, oh, yeah. now I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. I'm like, when I think jingles, though, I like, like, like one of my favorites ever, and I don't know if you would count it as a jingle, was the Quiznos, the fucking, we love these subs. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> dude, that shit was so funny. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Oh, I'm man. trying to, like we we can get lost in fucking <laughs> jingles though. Like yeah, dude. <laughs> it's 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 one of the like th there's nothing better than a good jingle. Uh, what is it? Uh for a great great low rate, you can go online, go to the general and save some time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. dude, it's just... called JG Wetworth. 877 cash now. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> it's amazing. It, the the science behind writing jingles is 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 wild. Like mm -hmm. it really. You look at it at face value and it's stupid as shit. And then like five years later, you're like, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget JG Wentworth. I don't even yeah, know yeah. what it does. Yeah, no. same here. Like, do cash you remember do you remember? Did you ever watch Full House? Yeah, but I wasn't, like, really invested in it, but it was on TV, like, a lot when I was a kid. Do you remember that, like, Uncle Jesse and, uh, what, Dave, Dave Coulier, whichever, whatever, Joey? Yeah, Joey Gladstone. Joey yeah. and, and Uncle Jesse, like, they had a jingle company. I remember that vaguely, but I don't yeah. remember, like, any of it. Like... I only... Re I The only song-type thing I can remember from Full House was, like the when he like when uh when jesse and the and the rippers like came out with that super popular song and he made it really big in japan yeah and then i like uh <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> nostalgia tv like there we were talking about the other day it's funny you ask cartoon network or nickelodeon because my mind will always go cartoon network but when i was a kid nickelodeon shows like mm -hmm. um did you guys yeah. ever watch doug yeah. I, I just said it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the beats. Yeah. I know, like, all the songs, like, Ooh, like, uh, Killer, Killer Tofu. Tofu. And then they had, I need more allowance. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember all that <laughs> shit, dude. It's, yeah. There's something about those songs when you're young. Mm -hmm. It's the same reason nursery rhymes are able to get drilled into kids' heads and they remember their whole life. It's because mm -hmm. there's just something about those melodies that when you hear them when you're young, you just remember it mm -hmm. it's wild i like and we just talked about this recently too because matt just got paramount plus <laughs> yes. like all the cool 
old Nickelodeon shows are yeah. all on Paramount yep. Plus. I just recently was watching like Rocco's Modern Life, yes. Doug, The Simpsons, uh, not The Simpsons, up uh, Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy. I was just gonna say, it's are you be afraid of the dark? Dude, Claire, Claire, my wife, we actually tried watching those shows recently too. Mm-hmm. Some of them are bad. Oh yeah, like well, the like the show shows. Like, are you afraid of the dark? Like, it was. It's it's tough to like. It's fun to watch it for nostalgia, but it's not like great. I feel like all the cartoons still pr- held up pretty good. Yeah, I thought some of them were bad, dude. Like what? Even even when we tried to watch Doug and Rugrats and shit, I was like, this is really bad. Oh, man. <laughs> Rocco? I think Rocco holds I, I love Rocco. I, Rocco like, holds never, I will never, never shit on Rocco. And Ren and Stimpy holds Ren and up. Stimpy also. I mean, I mean, if you want to talk about jingles, I could probably sing you all the log song right now. Yep, I could too. <laughs> like that log, I mean, everybody knows happy, happy, joy, joy, and all that stuff. Like, Ren mm-hmm. and Stimpy was a big one for me when I was a kid. And then... Oh, yeah. Um... Know. and then the off chance you got to see like beavis and butthead on mtv i mean that was just opened me up to so much music when i was young i love I, mean, Be- I i have the entire beavis and butthead series on dvd so. dude i i bought that and then i was like bummed out to find that none of the at least the one i have none of the music videos are nope on. it doesn't have any like there i think you can actually get now there is a collection with the music videos um but yeah none of them have the, the, the music videos for the best part I mean, the episodes were good. There were some classic episodes, but oh, like yeah. music videos were just, I, I I was crying laughing at some of those even oh, today. Yeah. Have you, have you seen the new series? I watched a couple episodes. I think the only one that I remember is the one where they were doing the escape game and they got stuck yeah. in the, the bathroom and they it, thought it was the escape game. <laughs> it is incredible. Yeah. Like and, it is so funny. And I love that, like, the instead of doing music videos, it's like they have some music videos or they'll, like, watch YouTube videos. The YouTube ones are funny. Yeah. yeah. Like, Beavis it, and Butthead are the original, like, basically reactors. Oh, yeah. Like, um, I remember the reboot they did on MTV maybe, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. And all they were doing was reacting to, like, Jersey Shore and stuff. And some of those were funny, but it was, like, it wasn't the same. Right. Like, the only funny part when they reacted to Jersey Shore was when Butthead was, like, Hey Beavis, I think these people are dumber than we are. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I very, very highly recommend checking out the entire new series and new movie. I, I watched the new movie. Okay, like I laughed my ass off at some. It parts. is so funny, like because they're on season two right now. Yeah, so I and need to catch up. I highly, highly recommend. Yeah. I, I wait. We watch it every Thursday when it comes out. We are waiting for it. Was there an episode where Beavis and Butthead were the new one where Beavis and Butthead were like grown up and Beavis was yep. Butthead's caretaker or something? Yep. Okay, I remember that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that one's great. And then, the, and then the I remember late... one where oh. fi- the fire started talking to Beavis. Yep, that yeah. one's amazing. Yeah, so good. Yeah. The uh, the latest episode is <laughs> is called. Uh, are you there, God? It's me, Beavis. And it starts out with him. He's like praying to God. I saw and a you... clip of that on Instagram. Yeah. It's so funny. And you find out he's talking. He's like, because he's like, I'm going through all of these changes. My body is going through these changes. And you find out it's his body's going through these changes because he got bit by a rabid uh, skunk. <laughs> and so he has rabies. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, it's dude. so funny. But... I need to. Ch- I need to catch up with all of them. You do. And then you'll have to, you'll have to let me know your thoughts for sure. 
Awesome. Well, that you did it. You finished the podcast. All right. Damn. I I'm proud of you. Now now's a chance you can let everybody know what you you know got going on, where they could find you. Dude, I mean, we've been talking about YouTube a lot. I mean, YouTube and Twitch are the places that I'm active on uh, content streaming, and my handle is Tank the Tech on everything. So YouTube, Twitch, slash Tank the Tech. Um, social media, the only thing that I'm very active on is Instagram, which is also Tank the Tech. I've tried getting on TikTok, but I think I'm too old. You could do <laughs> it. I like I I kind of do it. You can do it. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, yeah, other than that, uh, you know, I'm behind the scenes. I've just been, uh, kind of working as a consultant for, uh, other tours, like kind of doing tour management duties. But then when the tour starts, somebody else actually goes out and I just give okay. them all the info. Nice. But then this, this summer I will be tour managing the electric cowboy tour in North America, which is just wild to me because like i literally discovered and met those guys through youtube and now they've hired me to be their tour manager in the u.s which is crazy it's amazing uh, yeah so that i'm gonna try and do content out on that like yeah they've given me the green light and said i can do whatever i want to do but the reality of that situation is I, there's so much work to be done out there and i'm being hired to be a tour manager that i'm not even gonna be thinking about content i mean it's the same thing toured with power wolf a couple months ago and they told me i could film and i didn't film one thing yeah it was just so much work that i was like i'm out here to be a tech not a youtuber like right but uh yeah but if anybody wants to follow me around on uh youtube and twitch um content every day of the week except sunday youtube is monday wednesday friday twitch is tuesday thursday saturday hell yeah yeah that's awesome well everybody check out tank the tech he's got some pretty awesome videos especially if you like he loves doing those reaction videos, you know. Yeah, <laughs> the lazy, the <laughs> lazy number reaction. One, number one, yeah, number so. one in our hearts. Nice. Well, I appreciate it, man. This is fun to just sit back and talk. It's funny because when I finish, I'm gonna go downstairs, and my wife's gonna be like, "Yeah, that was totally an hour," because that's what I told her. That was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but it's not you guys. I tell her every one of my podcasts that I'm gonna film is gonna be an hour, and then it goes way longer. So. To be fair we only plan for an hour and so it either it, it all depends like yeah, you know sometimes fun. it sometimes it goes for an hour and yeah. sometimes you know like you know we get along really well and and it goes longer yeah it's blast it's good when you got a good conversation and good people it's just you just go it's fun hell yeah absolutely so with that really quick me and Matt, we are going to hop into our unsigned pop punk news and you'll hear that jingle like here what is up my friends i'm not doing the hands matt's doing the hands this time but but you know what it's the unsigned pop punk news and man this episode was so much fun i matt matt couldn't have said it any better he just said it before we even hit clicked on the record of this but me tank did we just become (laughs) best friends like (laughs) For real, we're like if 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 I if you wore glasses, we could we could be brothers. I think we should just be brothers anyway. I think I think so too, Pat. I couldn't. I just could. I I, I just sat back and I just had to watch this one, just <laughs> watching watching this budding friendship <laughs> and watching you so excited come yeah. out about everything. It was it was very heartwarming to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was it was fun. It was fun to do. And we want to hear from you. Did you have fun? Did you enjoy it? Did you think it was a fun show? What was your favorite part? Uh, Tank had a lot of really awesome things to say. Um, 
so yeah, lots of cool stories. I feel like we could get into an incredibly long podcast just talking stories. Um and I think that I think it would be very fun. <laughs> yeah. Do you you got any stories uh involved tank? You know, hit us up in the comments. We want to hear. And uh join us, join us on Discord. Join the Discord, join our community. It's super fun, it's positive. Um, yeah, you can meet lots of cool people in the in the industry doing different stuff in our Discord. Things. So, things, lots of things. Matt, stuff. hit him with that gender quality. You know. I know. I know. We both know that you need to buy every shirt of the gender equality shirt. Because, first off, number one, you're going to look rad. You're rad as hell. Rad as fuck. Mm-hmm. Number two, we got colors available, and you can wear them via the wardrobe. Bam. Number three, you are showing that you support gender equality like we do. And what the fuck are you not? Like, why not? Like, especially now, more than ever. Let's fuck go. you, Ron DeSantis. Buy our shirt, and I want you to wear it in front of Ron DeSantis' office. Fuck you. Anyway, before, <laughs> on top of all of that, sorry, I saw a TikTok today about we're getting off topic. Yeah, off topic. But number four, the best reason: fifteen percent of every sale of that shirt we donate to the Trevor Project. Trevor Project's mission is to end suicide among LGBTQ youth. Mm-hmm. Help us in supporting that amazing cause. Yeah. Help us support saving young LGBTQ lives. Uh, you know, and what is this? Where are we at? July? July. I Guess what? Top. July 10th. Guess what? What? There's there's definitely some updates with the punk rock flea market. <laughs> there's some um, updates. But guess what? I don't have them yet. That's That's future pets knowledge and things to know and this is currently past pats but there is updates and if you're following us on our social media yeah on instagram you're gonna know you should pause the pause this right here i know we're at the end but pause it go over the instagram and i bet you there's gonna be some posts tons there's gonna be tons of posts about it and then come back here because pat's got a little more things to tell you yeah, because guess what? August nineteenth is when the punk rock flea market is happening. So they'll it's this is July. There, there's things. This is gonna be things. Uh yeah, it's gonna be great. So Twitch, we talked a lot about Twitch today and YouTube. You can if if you're not watching this on YouTube, you can watch it on YouTube. Uh, yeah. We've got we've got this on YouTube. We've got different little sketches we do. We different shows we do. There's lots of things you can see on our YouTube, so go check it out. Unsigned Pop Punk. Super easy. It's Unsigned Pop Punk everywhere. But Ever. with Twitch, we got shows Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday, 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 Wednesday, and Thursday. <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. When <laughs> Do you I know what I'm doing? You ran out of dates. And it was ran out of dates. <laughs> Tuesdays, we got New Music Friday on tuesday where we sit down we hang out we have a little listen party with all y'all and listen to all the freaking awesome music that came out in our scene last week and that happens at 3 p.m central standard time every tuesday on our twitch uh wednesdays 
our our top 10 video countdown. It's kind of like old school TRL. You vote for your favorite music videos. We've got 30 bands to choose from every week. Um, the top 20 stay on. Bottom 10 get pieced out. We add new 10. So vote for your favorite music video. You can vote once a day. You can vote up to five bands each time. Go vote. Vote for your favorite band. It's awesome. It's a fun time. And then watch every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time on our Twitch to see the top 10. And then Thursdays, We've got the super awesome music video show at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's a great time. We all hang out. We watch music videos. You get to hang out with the bands. A lot of times the bands are watching and chit-chatting. Hang out with us. That's twitch.tv slash unsigned pop punk. Just hang out with us. We're there all the time. Thank you again to Tank for hanging out with us today. Matt, thank you for being my friend. Gibby, thank you for being my friend. Lawrence, thank you for being my friend and making all our cool art and making us look super duper rad. Rest in peace, Betty White. Yeah, Betty. All of them, right? Rest in peace, Golden Girls. Golden Girls, man. Great show. Great show. Holds up. Holds up. Super funny. I love it. That nothing more pop punk than the Golden Girls. Absolutely fucking not. Okay, and with that, I love you. We'll see you all next week. Thank you so much for checking out the show. Please hit that like, subscribe, or follow button so you never miss an episode. And thank you so much to those of you who already are. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere else you stream your podcasts. If you're in the position to help us grow and like behind-the-scenes access and exclusive shows, head on over to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash unsignedpoppunk. Let us know in the comments who you'd like to see on the show and what other content you'd like to see. Thank you all so much.